0: but uh last week we were able to get through uh with the first chapter but uh but we'll be starting chapter 2 uh this morning and uh as was mentioned i look forward to to any comments and, and participation that y'all would have as far as uh different things that i might not be, be be bringing out or uh or other things as y'all might have noticed i haven't gone through and just read verse by verse uh, through chapter 1. And um, we might do that later on in the book, but at this time I'm not uh, looking at going and actually reading the verses and then making comments, but yet just kind of talking about what the, the, the verses would say. We might read a chapter or a verse here and there. And, uh, and like we did um, last in the past week's, maybe reference other passages and things as, as well. But the beginning part of chapter 2, uh, we find ultimately the seventh day, uh, completing the week uh, as you know, we have seven days in a week, the seventh day being the completed of the week, and we find that God had rested uh, there in verse um, 2. Uh, it Says that on the seventh day God ended His work, uh, which He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work. Uh, here, the word "rested" in uh, you know when we talk about resting, you know, uh, like for instance this afternoon, I might go home and I might sit in my recliner and kick back and rest a little bit. But this isn't the type of rest that's being referred to here in, um, in chapter 2. It's not a, re- a rest as in a relaxation or, or you know, going to sleep or taking a nap or anything. It's more the, the idea of ceasing or stopping uh, what was being done. And so here he rested as in ceasing or stopping what was being done. And same word that is used here for rested, if we to go over to Joshua chapter 5, and in verse 12, Joshua had led the children of Israel here over across the Jordan River, and they crossed the Jordan River, and when they got on the other side, they had a uh, 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 had the uh, Passover feast and it said that on the day after the Passover feast, they had, <clears throat> they had eaten the fruit. That'll be kind of important as we look at the rest of chapter two in a minute. But uh, another point I wanted to pull out here was even though <clears throat> God had set aside this day at this time, uh, at least... To my knowledge, as far as what the scripture has told us, uh, it wasn't a day commanded as rest as being, you know, ceasing from work until uh, Mount Sinai when Moses had had received the Ten Commandments. And that's when we see the first commandment for the children of Israel to cease from work or to not work uh, on this particular day. And even though it's no longer a commandment for us uh, as far as uh, ceasing to work on the Sabbath, which would be Saturday, or what some may call uh, the, the Christian Sabbath, which would be Sunday, even though it's not a commandment, uh, it should, it, we should still keep in mind and find time to be able to cease from what we are doing and spend time with God. Um, which is ultimately what Jesus had done many times, uh, had made reference, and I, I didn't mark the passage, but made reference of how that uh, Jesus would go out early in the morning and, uh, to a solitary place and spend time with his you know, Father, God in heaven. And therefore, you know, once again, we should also follow his example in that, in finding time for that, but just a side note there. But any other thoughts or comments as far as um, resting goes in this particular, or just the seventh day in general, right? And the the reason I'd made reference to how that that's going to help out for the rest of the chapter is because of what Jim just made mention of. It's how some people want to look at the rest of chapter two here and the fact that this was God creating ultimately the garden, him creating Eve uh, after the seventh day. Um, <laughs> I saw a bumper sticker one time several years ago, and uh, never really thought too much about it until, you know, a few years later after I saw the, the bumper sticker. I really started questioning it, but I, it was, you know, Comical, so please don 't take offense to it or anything, but it had made re- reference to um, God made man and rested God made woman and never rested again but <laughs> but uh, but no, that 's not an accurate bumper sticker though, because God created man and woman in the sixth day, as well as he created uh, the the garden. Uh, within the days of creation as well. It wasn't that he had created everything after the fact. um, Here in the latter part of chapter 2 is because of the idea of God ceasing, not creating again, just as uh, how Jim was making reference to the fact of how that we'll never have manna again because it had ceased uh, the day after they had eaten the produce of the land of of Canaan, it's it's finished. It's done. He'll never create again. And therefore, here is an insight of what was going on in the rest of chapter two, which had actually uh, in in verse four it makes reference to. This is the history of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord made the heaven or the earth in the heavens. So, therefore, once again, in verse four, it's pointing back to. The creation aspects and the previous chapter that was just made reference to in the creation. This is more of a of a zoomed in aspect, I guess you can say, of what was going on. Jim, it sense to... uh, here in the rest of chapter two, we find uh, uh, how that during the creation event, God had made uh, a special place for Adam and Eve. And had placed them in the garden uh, and in this garden he had given them uh, ultimately uh, two different types of, of of or two choices ultimately the the tree of trees of life, from my understandings, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and he had made mention to them. <clears throat> He made mention to them that you're not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which we'll get into that a little bit further in chapter 3, and I don't want to get too involved with that, but he plants this garden and had put uh, them in it. Uh, well, ultimately, at this time, he's putting Adam in it because this is still re- referencing day 6 here. One thing that I wanted... Well, We'll, we'll get back to that in just a minute, but um, but yes. So God had created man, or created Adam, created and had this garden prepared for him, put him into the garden, and uh, and basically gave him a choice to to follow him or not, because he ultimately had two choices: he could eat of the tree of life, or he could eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Therefore, allowing us. Uh, from the beginning to be free-willed creatures. When you look at chapter or at verse um, at verse six, is it no verse five? I'm sorry. Verse five, the latter part of there, it says, uh, "And there was no man to till the ground." Right, and then you look over in a, verse fifteen, it makes reference to how that the Lord God took. The man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. One of the things that um, that I wanted to point out here was that a lot of times we think of the aspect of man having to work uh, was after the fall, was uh, after the uh, after they had eaten of the knowledge of good and evil. Uh, But here we have how that. You know, there was no man to till the ground uh, there in verse 5 and verse 15. It talks about how that God had put man in the Garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. The word tend there is a Hebrew verb that would later be translated as work uh, to describe the Levites in the service of the tabernacle. And I wanted to, uh, for us to look over into Numbers chapter 3. This reference here, and once again, all I'm trying to point out here—I don't want to try to confuse anyone—but all I'm trying to point out here is that um, it was man's, it was God's intention that man was to work even before the fall, uh, and the work there wasn't uh, was, was also work to please God. It was God's intent for us to. To, to have some kind of a work here, not just to kind of kick our feet up and to uh, relax and and enjoy ourselves. Not that that's a bad thing at times, but we need to keep in mind of God's work and what we are to do for him. But in Numbers chapter 3, <clears throat> in verses, uh, I tell you, let's, let's go up to verse 5, and we'll start from there. It says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Bring the tribe of Levi near and present them before Aaron and the priest uh, priest, that they may serve him and they shall attend to his needs and the needs of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of meeting to do the work of the tabernacle. Also, they shall attend to all the furnishings of the tabernacle of meeting and to the to the needs of the children of Israel to do the work of the tabernacle. To do there is where we actually have the same words here as far as tend. Uh, To be able to, uh, as what was making reference here in verses 7 and 8, to do the work uh, here is the same word there as to tend, And keep it. And just another side note here the aspect of keeping it was the same thing as uh, to attend and they shall attend to the needs of the whole congregation they shall attend to the furnishings of the tabernacle of meeting. The word there attend is also the same word as it it would be to keep it. Uh, As in Uh, Genesis 2 and verse 15 there, how God had told them to keep it. Uh, The word 10 there, or the same word that's translated as 10 there, also makes reference to the service of all of Israel to their God in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 13 where it says, You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. And once again i 'm pointing all this out for the aspect for the for for us to realize that it wasn 't until it was before the fall of man before uh, Genesis chapter three that God had intended for man to have to work uh, and do the work for or of him, whatever that work may be. Ephesians chapter two and verse ten also tells us that we For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Once again, I'm I'm not trying to belabor this point, but I wanted us to understand that it wasn't because of sin that came into the world as why we were made to work, but yet it was God's intention all along that we were made to work for God ultimately. Um, But... Any thoughts or comments on that? I didn't want to to bore you to death on that, but absolutely. Just like I'm not too sure exactly what it, what Adam was to do as far as his work there in the garden, but there was obviously some kind of work that he might have had to do, which maybe it was just to pick the fruit off the trees. I don't know. Um, we're going to get back into the aspect of uh, Adam. Naming all the animals here in just a minute, but one thing I <clears throat> one thing I wanted us to point out in verse eighteen, uh, we find how that God says it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. All right? now, once again, reminding us reminding us that this is also in day six when he was create when he had created man. <clears throat> he had looked upon man, and he says, "It's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him." And I found it very interesting that right after God says this, we don't have God falling, having Adam to go into a deep sleep, and creating a woman at that time. But yet, it's the next verse talks about how that God had created all the the, the, the beasts of the field and everything but he had also brought them to Adam. And once again, this is the very next verse after God makes mention how that he's going to make a helper for Adam and how that it's not good for man to be alone. But yet, before we read of him creating Eve, we see him bringing all the animals to Adam for for him to name them. And uh, I was just going to throw it out there. Why do you think that is? All right. Maybe so that uh Adam can see that there was no, nobody else or nothing else that was comparable to Adam, any other thoughts or comments Oh <laughs> okay you, you haven't confused there for a minute, but I got you. I uh, wouldn't be in a discussion on as far as what to name the animal uh in between you know, the man and the woman? I can see that. Uh, but, you, Jeremy? Absolutely, possibly to, to help him understand the awesome power of the creation that God had made for him. Uh, Mike? Absolutely, that's a very good thought, now, and that's actually one I didn't even think about, Mike. But yes, absolutely, to show Adam his place, to show that he is superior over these animals and that he is naming them. And, and, and that's actually what I was, what, what, how I was actually trying to, to get out. was And all y'all's points are very good, and I appreciate that very good, and brought out things I didn't think about. But that was uh, one of the main things that I was thinking about was the fact that all these other animals aren't here alone. You know, they've all got other animals that are just, you know, just like them. And here I am by myself. Uh, and as well as Jim had pointed out, that they were different, that they had a male and a female of every animal. Mm, yeah, that could have been. very could have. I'd never thought about that aspect, but yes, very well could have been. Um, and so, but that's the, the thought that I had in mind as far as when I was thinking about how that, when God said that I'm going to make a helpmeet for him. Here, let me point out to him, this creation point out the aspect that that uh, where his place is in line. Also point out the fact that uh, he's um, that there are companions to these animals, uh, but not to him. Um, and it was then, uh, as we read through, uh, after he named all the animals, uh, in in verse twenty, uh, it even makes reference to how that. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Uh, and then in verse 21, it starts in how that God had caused a deep sleep to go upon Adam, and he created a woman out of his side, and, uh, and, and how that he would uh, uh, closed up the, or had taken the rib out of Adam's side and closed up uh, the flesh in, his, in its place. Uh <laughs> um, then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man and uh I'm sure it's something that uh you guys have heard before, but I thought that this was very appropriate uh, in this time spent, especially after the comment I made earlier on the bumper sticker uh, how Matthew Henry, in his commentary uh had made reference to this as far as a woman goes. It says how, how that you as far as how God had made woman. Not made out of his head to rule over him, nor out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his sign to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart <coughs> to be beloved. Um, But I thought that was very appropriate as far as the thought process, as far as how that God had taken uh, a rib out of His side, out of Adam's side, and created uh, Eve there. And it was after God had created Eve and brought her to Adam, that Adam had made the reference or had made the the statement there in verse 23, where it says, "Now this is uh, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh; she shall be called woman." because she was taken out of man. And it goes on to say, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Um, any thoughts or comments as far as this goes? Right. Well, that's definitely, and God points that out in several other aspects on how that you know, it is up to man to be the one that, that leads and the one in charge. Um, and yes, absolutely. And it, but it does present that uh, in itself as well, as far as how that uh, it is man that is the leader ultimately, which brings a a striking um, questionable aspect in chapter three as well, which we'll get into next week possibly. So, uh, any other thoughts or comments? So, all right. Well. Before we close out, I wanted to make reference to verse 25 there in Genesis chapter 2. One, so that we can say that we did complete chapter 2. But two, uh, because I wanted us to keep this in mind as we go into chapter 3 because it it, it makes, and we'll probably reference it actually in chapter 3, but just wanted to point it out on how that it says that uh, they were both naked and the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Once again, just wanted to put that in your heads as we uh, begin into chapter three because of the things that are, will be happening there in chapter three. Um, like I said, we'll probably reference that back again, uh, but just wanted to point it out. Thank you for your <clears throat> comments and attention.